0: Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin, where you ask questions about getting into dental school, surviving dental school, getting into residency, surviving residency, and also about careers within the profession of dentistry. Be sure, be sure that you guys are subscribing to my YouTube channel, Dr. Darwin Speaks, as I post videos weekly at least two or three times a week, and I don't want you guys to 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 miss those videos. They've been very and inform- informative for a lot of people, and they've helped them kind of navigate into the profession. All right? So today, we have a special guest, one of my classmates, who's in the military, and she's going to tell us a little bit about how to become a military dentist, how to become a military dentist. Today, we're joined with Dr. Elizabeth Oates. How you doing, Doc?
1: Good morning.
0: Good I'm morning. I'm my
1: coffee. Oh, doing okay.
0: Oh, you got your coffee? Oh, man. That's what I don't have this morning. I'm glad you... Oh, up. Oh, you got a super-duper cup. Super-duper Hampton cup. Okay. <laughs> You're not playing. You're not playing. Well, welcome. Welcome. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All hey. right. So, I am the Class of 2000 University of Maryland Dental School, that miss, mystical year. Um, I did a, a residency out on the reservation in Arizona and um, worked in private practice and as a contractor for the military. And um, after about 10 years, of working in private practice and doing contracting, I said, "Mm, let's let's do things a little different. So I went into the Army as a direct commissioning. Um, Went to boot camp, did the traditional boot camp that officers do, and then went to my first duty station. And seven and a half years later, here I am, still a member of the uh, United States Army.
0: Army. Okay, so you're in the army. Great. Yeah, I was in the Air Force. I loved it. Loved the uh, uh, being in the dental corps there. And uh, even though there, even though there, are, there are some differences between the two, the two um, uh, corps. But uh, for the most part, it's, the mission is the is the same. So, but,
1: but you know, in the Air Force, the girls get to wear
0: uh, the
1: ladies get to wear earrings. We don't.
0: Oh, really? I didn't realize that.
1: Oh, yeah. They get to work their little studs. So, you know, I wish that maybe one of these days that that'll help with the pretty. But, uh, yeah, the, the mission is the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what are you currently doing as a military officer first and then dentist sec- second? Because I always remember that dis- uh, that uh, distinction. You know, you are a military officer first and you're a dentist Second, so tell us a little bit about what you do as a military dentist and officer, and officer. Correct. (laughs) Um, Currently, I am a
1: lieutenant colonel, so um, that is uh, an officer in the army. I like it. He said, "So you're half soldier, half dentist." I said, "Well, yeah, actually, that is true, but." As an officer in the military and a dentist you are expected to perform your duty uh, for the military and perform your duties as a doctor meaning you have physical tests twice a year that you're expected to take where you you know you do your run your push-ups your sit-ups improve your physical fitness Um, you do lots of military specified training uh, that's required for all soldiers to do every year. Um, you have additional duties as officers that take you away from um, being patients. Um, and they can run a gamut of things as far as additional duties that you'll do. Um, and then there's also the deployment component, which is just one thing that we do, uh, where you can be deployed to different areas of the world. Or different theaters of war to take care of soldiers, working dogs, um, other foreign soldiers. So you you are dividing your time between military tasks and seeing patients. Wow, seeing patients is just like any other place. You know, we have um, we have operatories. You perform regular dentistry. But as a military dentist, you're able to do dentistry anywhere—a field unit, you know, out in the field, out in the desert, or in the operatory.
0: So, wow! So it it sounds like as a military dentist, you you're you have um, you have you're really multifunctional <clears throat> because of as, because of the 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 mission for the particular service and then your regular dental duties, but then you said there's some additional duties, other uh, assignments, other job duties that you have to fulfill. And you have to, instead of, in addition to taking dental education, you mentioned that you have to take military education as well, right? What's that called?
1: Absolutely. So there are different, depending on your range, there are different levels education that um, are required at different stages in your military career and those that military training is specific to the military so you know when you're attacking you're learning one thing about the army when you get up in the major lieutenant colonel ranks and call command and general staff palace um, you learn different things like movement and maneuver how the different organizations in the military are set up You know, you touch on history. So as you mature in rank, you mature in your military training and your understanding of the business of the military, of the Department of Defense, you know, of the armed services. Um, It's required because that's your job. You need to understand your job.
0: Right, right. So as a lieutenant colonel, when you first came in to the military, what was your rank? So
1: I'm the eyeball. (laughs) I came in as a major, but that was because I had already been practicing for 10 years. Um, I had spent seven years as an Army contractor, and I had uh, four years. I had been in private practice uh, since I left my residency, and I had business ownership experience. So the military actually gave me credit for that. It's not something most military officers are gonna have, and I had that, so they gave me credit for it. And I came in not as a captain, but as the rank of major because of my um, experience.
0: Right, okay. And just so people know um, who are exploring this option, usually when you come into to the Dental Corps, uh, either in the Navy, uh, Air Force, or army, usually it's the, the rankings are lieutenant, um, I'm sorry, lieutenant, captain, major, lieutenant colonel, colonel, and then general, either one, two, three, or four-star general. That's the highest. Uh, but usually for us as as dentists, when you're coming out of residency, like Dr. Oates said, or coming out of uh, dental school, you're usually coming out as uh, either lieutenant or or a captain and then you work your way up to the level of major lieutenant colonel uh etc based on your years experience that you're in that particular level um or like dr oates said being the oddball she came in with a lot of years of experience and uh, clinical experience and came in as a as a major which is which you're right which doesn't happen too often but your credentials Your credentials spoke for yourself, and and was the uh, the foundation for that for that new level. So that's great. So as a as a lieutenant colonel now, are the de- the types of dental procedures that you're doing different than what you were doing maybe as a as a major?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> um, you know, the patients are
0: the
1: same. Uh, the dental streak is the same. Um, what what changes is you know the level of responsibility that in some cases they want you to be gone um, in some cases they they want you to get prepared for um, so your ability and what you do in patient care doesn't change um, but your uh, uh, ability to assume a certain level of responsibility does so
0: right right okay okay. So, what's your typical day like as a military dentist? What's your What's your day like? Um, I know you just got recently deport, uh, deployed, not necessarily overseas, but uh, had a change of duty station. You PCS'd to new location. But before your PCS, what What was your typical day like?
1: So, in the clinics that I've worked in, and all clinics are different, but remember. We uh, see uh, service members and they're up really early in the morning because they're doing, in some cases, they're doing um, physical training every day. So typically, our, the clinics that I've worked in, we do sick call uh, where we take walk ins from 7 to 8 mm-hmm. You know, 7 to 7.30. Some clinics start at 6.30. So that first hour of the day, we usually reserve for any walk-in emergency-type situation. And then we have patients scheduled for the rest of the day. Um, you know, we will work a 7 to 3.30 schedule with a 30-minute lunch. Um, that is a typical setup day. Uh, we always do um, team steps in the morning, and we do a, a team step huddle in the morning and a debrief because safety is most important for us. And... Um, That's a typical schedule. However, within every given month, there are certain things that we have to maintain. You know, we do um, officer professional development days where we are learning or refreshing our skills on, um, you know, assignments, duties, and things that officers do or should know how to do. We also have days of CE where we, um, you know, we, we shut the clinic down all the officers get together and we do see e-courses. We also have training days because the military believes that you need to stay ready. So we have training days where we go over, um, you know, infection control, um, hazards, HAZCOM, you know, any level of patient safety and uh, clinic safety. So these types of things we do every month the continuing education, the Office Professional Development, the um, um, dental clinic training for the staff, the military, and the civilians, all these types of things we do every month. So, although our clinic day is set up the same, we build in other things every single month so that we maintain a high level of standards and training.
0: Wow that sounds very very structured very <laughs> <laughs> well actually Barry. yeah actually that was one of the things I, that's one of the things i really liked about the military uh because i was a structured person coming out of dental school and i and i really liked the the fact that you know your time was managed for you in, in a way that allowed you to get things done And not allow you to waste a lot of time, which I think is it's it's a good attribute to have, and a skill set to have when you do get out of the military and go into private practice. And you find that uh, some other people don't don't share that same level of enthusiasm, of having the structure and having things organized. But it allows you to get the mission done both within the military, but also in your office. So I I think it's really you know great training ground for um, for the future when, if you decide to make your career and in, 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 uh, as a military dentist, you go into private practice in some aspect of some level, you know, you have that sense of order, organization, um, time, time out for, for training, because that's so, so very important uh, to have that time to train staff right. and do it repeatedly so that everyone is, is on the same page with the mission of the office, or in this case, the mission of the of the um, of the service. So, so let's talk a little bit about salary. Okay, I know salary structures uh, is a little bit different. <laughs> you're smiling. You're laughing. <laughs> so let's give us give us an a quick A to Z uh, update on salary as a military dentist. Um, but a, a one that's not too detailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you were talking about structure,
1: so just like everything else in the military structure, the salary is structured too. So, for um, all the different ranks, the salary um, you know, Salary is based on your rank and your number of years in. So you get a little salary increase every year. And for um, Department of Defense, that that table that shows you what you would make at a certain rank at a certain number of years, in it's actually published. So it's pub- public, and anyone can see that. Um, what is not published? Listen real closely. This is what you really want to hear. What is not published is our uh, Bonus structure.
0: Bonuses, right. Bonus right.
1: structure. Bonus bonus structure. Bonus right. <laughs> published. So you can see our basic salary. Anyone can look that up. You know, if you want to look up what what you would make as a, a new captain coming into the army with zero years of service, you can look that up and see that I want to say it's somewhere probably between seventy and eighty thousand. But what is not published in there and that's because you know different um different areas of concentration, different job types are going to have different bonus structures. So you're not going to see ours, that's not something you can find out until you get in and you're sitting down at the table and they discuss that with you. However, comma, um, I I think it's a nice, comfortable salary. It is different than private practice, whereas like you were talking about Dr. Hayes, you are talking about structure, this is structured, it is not fluctuating. of practice you have that unlimited potential to make all this money um and some people need that some people like that but for those people who like structure you can look it up and you can start a course and 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 see what you'll be making um less the bonus structure but i want to point out one thing since we're talking about money um that i think is very hard to beat the armed services in and that are the benefits
0: Benefits. And I know
1: as young people that are healthy, that are right out of school, they're going to conquer the world, you know, they are not thinking about benefits at the time, particularly when they're going to their first job. But the it's hard to beat the armed services and benefits because um, on average you're earning two and a half days a month of vacation time. Um, They have, um, you know, depending on where you are, depending on what base you're on, depending on what your situation is. Um, Holidays are not three-day holidays, they're four, which is really nice. Sometimes they call morale days in certain situations, and those are really nice. When you need um, to take care of medical situations, you do not have to use up your leave time to do that. Um, You know, your healthcare is provided for you, so you're not worried about what the cost of healthcare is, what the cost of a medication is that you need to take. That is provided for you. That is a part of your benefit package. That's right. Um, so when you think about life and life happening to you, life happening for your family, and you look at the benefit structure in terms of healthcare, in terms of the time. Um, in terms of the courtesies that are allowed military in some stores or with, you know, certain things like credit cards, things like that, um, all those benefits add up to savings for you that are intangible right. and all you get, the more important they are. So sure, look at salary. But look at your benefits, too. If you're paying for your own health care, you know what I'm talking about. You're in the amen corner. If you've ever had an injury or something happen to you that took you out of work, but because you're in private practice, you had to go to work, um, you're in the amen corner. You understand what I'm talking about. But in the military, you know, if you have an injury, you need to feel you're afforded the time and you're not concerned about losing money, losing pay, losing so
0: few days a year to spend with the family. Wow, that's big, and I, and I think this is the part of the of the podcast that people will will definitely go back to because it deals with money, especially with student loan debt for a lot of people. If uh, you you don't go into school and you and you're not a recipient of one of the health profession scholarships where they pay for dental school and in return you have to give them three or four years back. If you're not one of those people that are listening that was not able to. Uh, take advantage of that. You can still get into the military as direct ascension, and um, be able to get some of those benefits. We have somebody here on on Facebook Live that's mentioning that uh, she was in the military for ten years and made about eleven thousand dollars a month as a O three or a captain or lieutenant. But most of her check was special pay, um, or had some bonus types of pays, which is not taxed. So a lot of those uh, bonuses and and how the military payment structure is laid out, it still allows you to to really take advantage of, of some tax breaks. But at the same time, like you mentioned, Dr. Oates, I think that the whole notion of the benefits, that's one of the biggest things that people take away yeah. and take away from joining the military. Now, in addition to that, that structured environment and having those special morale days added on to vacation days and things like that but those benefits for you to try to duplicate the same level of the cost of the benefits in private practice you would have to make you know several thousands hundreds of thousands more money just to be able to have the same level of benefits benefits throughout your career would you agree Uh, absolutely you know uh,
1: everything isn't about money when you think about it. You know, I I think about for me, uh, you know, those things that have been covered or taken care of and I'm just like, thank goodness. Uh, you know, I wasn't out in private practice. And then the other thing in private practice is when you're away from the office, when you're taking that that much needed vacation time, you know, you're still attached at the hip to the office and you're still you know, in the back of your mind, you're worried about make that money. If you're not in the office, you're not making money. And for us, you know, it's not the same. The other thing you mentioned was uh, student loans. Um, So let's talk about, that that student loan repayment is another benefit that the armed services can offer you. And no, I was not an HDSP scholar. Um, However, when I came in as a direct accession, I took, I didn't take a bonus, I took the loan repayment. And for me, that was a big deal because I didn't want that six-figure bill hanging over my head. I just, i was tired of looking at it. I had already been paying it for about eight years and I just was like, this bill has got to go. That was important for me. So to sign on to, to the military and get that student loan repayment, for me, that was
0: huge. Right.
1: And, you know, within three years, within my first contract, That student loan bill was paid, and I was debt-free of student loans. Like, big deal. Big deal, because once that student loan bill is paid, the quality of your life immediately changes.
0: Right. You stop sweating. You stop going like this now.
1: (laughs) Right. And you have so much more money that is springing up for you to do other things in your life with, it's a big deal. So if I got nothing from the military but loan repayment, big deal.
0: Right. Big deal.
1: The other thing is that we didn't talk about benefit is the the whole time you're in the service, if you're lucky enough to make it 20 years, you earn a retirement. Retirement. you can't say that.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going next. Yes, retirement. Yes, yes.
1: Okay, a, so I jumped the gun. That's fine. No, that's
0: perfect because I, I I was going to ask you about the the you know about that retirement piece, which is big for a lot of us uh, in dentistry, especially those that have, of us that have had our practices before or worked in uh, people's practices that were selling their practice. For a lot of dentists in private practice, the sale of their practice is their retirement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should say it's. It's part. It's part of their retirement, um, especially for those that haven't been savvy or had the time to, you know, do some other types of investments right. and use dentistry for that. But for many people, it is a retirement. But like you said, in the military, it's totally different. So, what is what's the retirement structure like based on the twenty years? I know there were some cases. Right. I, I was stationed with a couple guys that got a uh, got an early retirement at fifteen, like a special early retirement. At 15 years, but typically I know it's at 20, 25, 30. Can you explain how that works a little bit in the military? So, right, the average.
1: So 15 is a, a special thing that a person have offered in the past. I, I don't think I've been that lucky. But typical retirement is earned starting at year 20. Um, You you won't see people go 30 years, it just depends on what's allowed, but a typical retirement is is 20 years of service and it is, um, you earn a certain portion of your salary that you have been making those last three years you were in the service. Mm -hmm. And there's also a medical disability component, um, that medical disability is in addition to that retirement check that you earn, and it is tax-free. And it is based on injuries or things that have happened to you during your military career that they are um, giving you a check for. It. Um, big deal, because it's not tech. Um So those people who are fortunate enough to make it to 20 years and above can retire Knowing that they will be earning a check every month um, for the rest of their life, and then you know that other have privileges like they can go on the base and shop, those types of things. So it it is definitely a benefit that every single person that I have talked to that made it through retirement appreciate the life that they ha- that they're afforded afterwards because they get this monthly check that they no longer have to.
0: Um, get up and work a nine to five For
1: That's right. I, I, I haven't heard one person regret it yet. No, Every single.
0: no, everyone loves every retirement. Everyone loves retirement, cool. everyone every loves retirement at, at, right. out of the military. They love it. I have an uncle who does, he has the same thing. He gets, you know, a percentage of his uh, pay rate when he was right. at, when he was ca- at either active duty or uh, um, um, he was, uh, what's the other ones when you're on weekend duty, guard, he was on national National Guard duty. If you know, when he was part time. Yeah, yeah, as in the reserves, and he he gets part of his, you know, right now, he's in his seventies, and he gets part of his monthly stipend wow. or check is from retirement. So you cannot not uh, consider the military and not and not you know have that as a as an, a a great advantage. Um uh, for something later on in life because it's it's big. And it's usually about what 30, 40 percent of what your base pay was.
1: Right, something like that. I can't remember the exact amount. Um, but it's, it's somewhere along those lines, and of course, supporting if she has beyond 20, it's right. gonna be a little more. Right. But uh, something. We're talking about something being better than nothing and like you, you use that word structure. So this is structure. again, again, um, you know, once once you get to that level, you can pretty much figure out what your monthly check is going to be, which what, is what people approach from retirement. You'll often see them do, you know, hey, I can calculate and count on this amount of money every month. Um, and, yeah. and so that is security for those people. That is security. And that's another thing, you know, at 25, coming out of school, and you're a whippersnapper, you're running circles around all these doctors, you are not thinking about retirement. But all too often, we as dentists here, you guys, you know, accountants, attorneys, they'll all tell you, you guys don't save enough money for retirement. So, how great is it that this structured uh, employment opportunity does it for you? And, you know, you don't have to worry about being so disciplined of putting away your money they have an opportunity for you if you're fortunate enough to get to that 20 years of beyond
0: that's right i got some people here on facebook live saying the same thing you know uh one recommendation is uh advise all the graduates to enter the military to pay off your debt but also what dr ocean said if you think about it, if you're 25 even if you're 30 you just graduating out of dental school you add 25 more years that's retirement at 55. Now you still might have to do something. I mean, depending on where you live in the country or out of the country, but 55 and you can retire from the military and you can do locum tenants. You can do what? part-time work. You could you can be faculty at, at at a dental school and have that part-time income in addition to your retirement income. So, it's not about working harder, it's about working intentionally and 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 smarter. smarter. Across the board, so that's good. So, what what advice, what advice do you have for those um, aspiring new dentists that are thinking about careers in military? I mean, we didn't even talk about the 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 ability and the and the opportunity to specialize in military as well. I know that's one of the things they used to always push us in the Air Force. They wanted you. They encouraged you to get additional training, whether it as a uh, an advanced, comprehensive dentist, or as a specialist, um, what what advice do you have for those aspiring new dentists, whether they are in school currently, or are they getting ready to get out of school, or even if those that are have done a GPR residency, uh, about looking into careers in in uh, in the military, or just advice in general?
1: I would. My best advice, and I have, I have many, um, that um, are, are typically students from anything that I mentioned that are going in industry, um, I get connected um, to them, and I always tell, you know, my girl to um, look look at the opportunity. For me, it was based on my personality. I don't like debt. I did not want that six figure bill hanging over my head for another 10, 20 years. And my under, my understanding is they are, the loan repayments over 40 years now with the debt that kids are coming out of school with. Um, it wasn't, like that when we graduated, but it is now. So look at your personality, look at what your tolerance is, um, and look at what your end goal is. If you can plan your future for as much as you can, foresee, great. If you don't have a, if you like unlimited potential then you want to do something like private practice you know if the sky is the limit for you in terms of how much you want to make you know if you have this million dollar pie in the sky vision then of course private practice is for you you know and maybe even a higher end specialty like uh, oral surgery um if you want structure if you're thinking about retirement and the end game um if you like using all of your talents then maybe going into the armed services is for you. I think it's based on your personality. I think it's based on your planning. I think it's based on your ending. But I would tell students, you know, while you're in school, uh, different opportunities will come out to have a lunch and learns where you can learn about these different opportunities that are available once you get out of school. Go to all those. Listen to all of the opportunities. Don't be closed-eared uh, because something just might strike your fancy you know, whether it's public health, whether it's working for Indian Health Service, working in a remote area, uh, whether, like you said, it's locum tenum. There are, you know, maybe it's mobile dentistry. There are a wide variety of opportunities that may suit your personality, suit your financial end game. So while you're in school is the best time to explore those. But if you're like me, you know, you may change game 10 years later, but um, always have a plan and you get to those golden years.
0: Always have a plan. That's right. You must plan plan from the beginning to the end.
1: My residency director um, said something very important to me. He said, always have a plan B. He said, and when you're happy with your job, that's when you really need to have a plan B. (laughs) So he taught me as a resident to always, always have a plan B. Always, always. Even when... happy and content
0: right right okay knowing what you know now being in the military for what these last was it seven years seven years (laughs) so knowing what you know now seven years in the military and combined with the 10 or 12 years that you had uh prior to getting into the military knowing knowing those things what would you do differently if you had to start all over again 18, 19, 20 years ago. What would you do differently?
1: <laughs> right, right. Go ahead and put me out there. It is 18 years <laughs> ago. Um, I wish I had taken up this opportunity uh, earlier. Mm. Because, like you said, I got this opportunity coming right out of dental school. Well, and we talked about that 20 years is the time that you can you know, you have made it where
0: you can option for retirement. I'd right. have
1: two years left. Two years left, and then I could do whatever I wanted to do. But um, I think back in our time when we were in school, and what my understanding was is that, you know, private Practice was the golden mecca for us. That was the golden ticket. That's what we were all supposed to be doing. Um, you know, that's what you grew up in, was going to a private practice. Um, and that's, that's that's what I thought the end game was and was supposed to be. And when I got in it and realized that that did not suit my personality or my financial tolerance uh, or my financial risk tolerance, I had to change things up. Right. I had to change things up. Um, I, I always say this is based on personality. And I said that as far as money and, and the type of money you want to make. Um, but the other thing about it is I have other attributes of my personality that i couldn't express in private practice necessarily and the army affords me the ability to use some of my other talents you know i've i've got an opportunity to um plan um continuing education meetings on a large scale for the army air force and the navy i've had an opportunity to help plan and organize the army Dental corps um, birthday ball so I've gotten to use other skills um, in other ways and other talents that you don't get to do on a daily basis in private practice. So it's been fun. It's always been an adventure. Um, I've I've gotten to use different talents, um, and so I enjoy that because no day is the same. Right. No day is the same, and I'm I'm using all of my talents as opposed to just sitting at the chair being a doctor, and I enjoy
0: that. Right, right. Okay, well, look. Last four questions. These are the questions we ask everyone that are guests on the show. Last four questions. Question number one. What is your favorite day of the week? (laughs) Friday
1: night. And yes, I do consider that a day. Friday night. Friday night. I know Friday night, if I'm not psophilacin', I get to go sleep early. And I know Nine times of 10, I'm going to wake up well rested. I usually wake up around 7 o'clock in the morning if I'm well rested, but I know Friday night I can go to sleep and I don't have to worry about what time I'm waking up. So Friday night is my favorite day of the
0: week. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So second question, second question. What's your favorite food?
1: Definitely shrimp. I'm from Maryland. I'm a DMV girl. You know, we pride ourselves on knowing our seafood, so shrimp
0: is my favorite. Shrimp. I love shrimp, too. That's one of my favorites as well. Third question. Third question. What's your favorite procedure that you do at work?
1: I enjoy um, restoring anterior teeth, uh, Interior cosmetics uh, particularly, you know, fractured, a fractured number eight or number nine. Let me get in there. I pride myself on getting the color right. I'm not colorblind, thank goodness. Um, I pride myself on getting those line angles right, taping that tooth where when the patient, you know, when we sit the patient up, they're like, Wow, I can't even tell. Wow, doc, that looks great. Right. And they can smile again. So anterior um aesthetic repairs, um, resin is my absolute favorite.
0: Good. So your last Last question. Last question for question number four. What's your favorite activity to do outside of uh, military duties and responsibilities and military clinic, outside of work?
1: I was gonna say outside of work. <laughs> um, I I love uh, keeping a bucket list. I love traveling, but I love um, keeping a bucket list and checking off the things. I tell everybody I can do every single one, and then if I don't like it, I have too many. And so this year, my bucket list item this year was going to open a day. I am from Maryland. I am a home girl. I love the Orioles. And, you know, when we were in dental school, if you went to a professor's office, when that game came on, you could put <laughs> it, 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 it. That's it had right. The radio on, but they were either walking down to the stadium at University of Maryland they were going to that game They everything shut down on opening day in baltimore that's right so that's right uh, growing up in maryland went to games, but i never went to opening day this year i went to opening day and it was like being in heaven to me oh, i was wow. in heaven
0: wow that's cool so
1: a uh, bucket list item uh for now, a bucket list trip to bora bora so bucket list items adventures
0: adventures awesome that's so awesome that and, and and that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's important that's how you have a little bit of balance and helps you keep going uh, throughout the, the day the month the year and over the years too so what right. what what projects are you working on and 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 we also want to give uh, a chance for people to get in contact with you uh, but what so tell us just real quick what projects you're working on right now you working on any projects so I'm
1: super excited um, I am co-authoring of my first book I'm so excited the name of the book is thinking about quitting medicine volume two I am the only dentist in the book and I am thrilled I I was talking to uh, my publisher last night and I said you know I used to get in trouble for talking yeah, every school report in elementary school, the teacher would all my mom um, uh, he's really smart, but and the <laughs> butt was always he coughs too much. So <laughs> now that I have some years of experience, and I have stories to tell. Um, I I want to talk in, uh, for a purpose. Um, so thinking about quitting medicine, Volume Two is a collection of stories of doctors who, you know, so you're told where we all perceive that being a doctor is the perfect life. You know, the the white picket fence, the nice car, the two kids, the spouse, and you ride off into the sunset. And the book is about once each of these doctors figure out that this is not the perfect life that you were sold, what do you do? Do you quit? Do you walk away from medicine? How do you find your niche? Um, What do you do? So the first book resonated with me, and I enjoyed the story. Um, so I'm so excited to be in the second book. It should be out this fall. And um, there's a Facebook group you can follow us on Facebook. But I'm thrilled and excited to be the first in to take on. And I think most people will enjoy my story. There's always some elements of humor to my story, so I'm yeah, very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on Facebook as um, Elizabeth O. I'm on Instagram as well as with those. Uh, my hashtag is CDS6. Um, Thinking About Quitting Medicine is the book, and they have a Facebook group, and I'm super excited.
0: That's great. That's great. So how can people get in contact with you if they want to talk to you more about becoming a, a military dentist and your path and your your success and your challenges? How can people get in contact with you? What's the best way?
1: Right. You can reach me on social media as Elizabeth o, or my email is E O A T E S D S at gmail.com. All of my mentees, we always start our relationship via email because I tell my girl any questions you ask me when I answer them, you can you know you can keep that email and always go back to refer to it. That's right. You know, now my girls all text me many times a day or night they know I'm very accessible but we always start off the relationship email that way you can refer to um, the information always refer to the information that you're asking.
0: Right right and, and and it looks like you've got a passion for helping uh, those uh, Hamptontonian uh folks uh, future graduates that are, uh, that are pre-dental thinking about careers in dentistry so that's awesome. That's awesome. Absolutely.
1: I am thrilled to offer always see uh, the girls that I've mentored go on. I've got two in dental school. I've got one starting dental school in the fall. Yeah, I met her.
0: I met her. I know exactly what I that it is. Yep. i got one that's a, uh, a
1: medicalist. Yeah, I'm thrilled. And she's got uh, a partial scholarship. Big deal. Big deal that she got such a huge scholarship from UNC. So th- so that's my pride. And that'll be part of my legacy is seeing these. Um, seeing kids come up, graduate, thrive, and survive. And hey, in some cases, and in, in more cases, do even better and greater things than what we did that's because right. they have access to information and they have people pushing them in the right
0: direction. That's right. And that's that's part of our purpose here to, at least for me, has right. been my mission to help as many new dentists as possible with personal and professional development. Hey, Dr. Oates, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, this was really great. All this information about Military joining the military as a career for all the advantages, all the uh, uh, benefits. It's just was just amazing. So I appreciate you and thank you so much. You're welcome. And for those of you, those of you that have questions, uh, either for Dr. Oates, you can check below on the podcast. We'll give out her her contact information. But if you have information you want to hear about or questions that you want to ask shoot me an email right here at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach at gmail.com. And if you're looking for coaching one-on-one where we can help you with uh, different aspects of your application or of your pursuit of a particular residency, again, shoot me an email there under the subject line, Coach Me. Dr. Oates, again, thank you so much. Have a great day. And we'll see you on the next video. Can't wait to hear you and get your book.
1: Thank you.
0: All Thank right. you. It's been fun. Thank good you, night, everyone. All right. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Thanks.